Last night was the 93rd annual Academy Awards. Yep. Perfect uh, reaction. Nope. The audience seemed to enjoy it there, but people online had a complaint or two. No host, no jokes, no bits. The set, lack of clips from nominated movies and performances. Category introductions too long. Acceptance speeches too long. In memoriam way too fast. Best picture category not at the end. Anthony Hopkins won best actor. Anthony Hopkins wasn't there. Show had a weird ending. Show way too long. All right, look, I guess most... <laughs> did you hear that? I did, and I agree with all of it. <laughs> did you guys see the uh, awards on Sunday? I yep, didn't. I watched the whole thing. Wow. The whole thing. Good job. Wow. I know. Year <laughs> after year, my favorite activity is to watch the Oscars and snark text with my brother and sister, and it was so boring. We, my brother, didn't even participate, and my sister quit about an hour before it ended. <laughs> my sister always watches the Oscars. In fact, before COVID, she'd always have an Oscar party. Sometimes we'd have to dress up and like wear tiaras. Anyway, so I did not watch it, but I got one text from her, and it was my octopus teacher won. I will say that the. The show was boring, but the awards were terrific. Like the the people, with with one exception, and even that's not the end of the world. <laughs> I felt like everything that won deserved to win, and was I was rooting for all of it. Oh, nice, good. yeah. I did watch uh, Tyler Perry's uh, speech, and I loved it. And then also, mm-hmm. I was told that somebody howled, so I looked that up, and it was because they had lost their sound guy, whose middle name was Wolf. Uh, to suicide, and so she howled in memory of him. Yeah, that was Frances oh, McDormand for right. um, uh, Nomadland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite award went to um, Emerald Fennell, who um, is, you know, there are just some people who, there are certain people that if they're talented, they're going to be talented at every single thing they do. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she was on the show called Call the Midwife, and she was oh, just yeah. really... Oh, a really wonderful character. And then she went on to play Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown, which is a difficult role and brought such life to that. And I had no idea she had any ambitions to be a writer or a director. And here she was nominated for Best Directing and Best Screenplay for Promising Young Woman, which turned out to be a, quite, a, quite a hit in a, in a year where not too many movies were hits. To win for screenplay is, is you know, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I think anyway, she's only the first woman like so woman alone to win for screenplay since Juno, which was like what, wow. 10 or 15 years ago? At least. And then of course we had only the second woman ever to win a directing Oscar. Yes. That was awesome. Right? Amazing. Still for Nomadland? Yes, also for Nomadland. Yeah. Pretty amazing. The last one, the only other one was um Catherine Bigelow for the Hurt Locker. So and the thing about Chloe Zhao who who won for Nomadland, which is this really kind of intimate film, um, was made for less than five million dollars. Her next project is a Marvel superhero movie for $200 million. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only real weird thing was that they, like that, like the tweet you just read said, they saved Best Actor for last because the assumption was it was going to be Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and that was going to be like the emotional high of the evening. And then they gave it to Anthony Hopkins, and then he wasn't there. And Joaquin Phoenix was like, well, good night, everybody. And it was like, what? <laughs> My daughter called today and, uh, you know, she's just bought a ranch. She has a horse and um, her kids are horse crazy. And the littlest one, little princess lizard, um, 
They got got a pony. That's her new name? Yeah. They got a pony, and she (laughs) is absolutely sure it is a unicorn. And so all she does is stand at the door and say, got to see the unicorn, mama. Cute. (laughs) <laughs> so sweet yeah so she's got a unicorn what more could a little girl hope for <laughs> how do you know it's not a unicorn well i don't i haven't been there yet <laughs> maybe there is a horn just adults can't see it <laughs> maybe uh-huh. anyway so much to talk about today how about this was it the space shuttle that no, SpaceX. The, SpaceX. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Anna, yeah. Anna found that story. <laughs> I just knew that you would be interested in this one. Because uh, we're going to move Friday, there? Because we're moving. Well, they're uh, on the space station, not on Mars. But I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But last Friday, SpaceX had to warn the astronauts aboard the SpaceX craft that there was an unidentified object that was uh, 20 minutes away from them. And so this was just before they were all going to sleep. And so there is video of like this, the tense moment they were, you know, that was happening. And it just came out where you can hear ground control calling out to the astronauts, telling them they need to put on some pants and uh, embrace themselves. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh and Claire, can you tell the audience why you cracked up so much about this whole transmission? I can't remember what the word was. It convergence. What was the word? Conjunction. Conjunction. And I only know this because of schoolhouse right. rock. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the air traffic controller. I mean, that's a. I'm sure there's a much fancier name worth it. it in NASA speak, was like, um, "Hello, hello. You may wish to to put on some pants because it seems as though there's going to be a conjunction in a few minutes," which is NASA speak for, "Holy crap! All something's about to crash into you." Right. I just love that conjunction like like an and but or an or you know <laughs> in this case, cataclysmic death you know right. you might, put, you put might disintegrate <laughs> oh my god yeah and the yeah. response is they, very oh you're asking us to put clothes on because we're gonna crash <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just exactly. also flat line you know <laughs> right he was a little more english he was a little more like straight up oh okay I see. You want, us, you want us to be dressed when we meet our demise in space. Um, but uh, it turns out it was just a close call, right, Anna? Like it wasn't really there? Yeah, it wasn't really there. But uh, yeah, if if you really, I, I wrote down the words that she wrote, she, she said, uh, you know, it's SpaceX on the ground. For awareness, we have identified a late breaking possible conjunction with a fairly close missed distance to Dragon. As such, we do need you to immediately proceed with suit donning and securing yourselves in seats. Um, we will be erring on the side of caution to get you guys into a better configuration. The time of closest approach for this event is at 1743. Uh, copy, Sarah. You want us in the suit for a possible uh close call of, uh... okay we're getting in the suit and uh we copy all copy to Ma. additionally we will be bringing cameras back on board for awareness it was as you pointed out so chill 
Mm-hmm. Nothing like what we've ever seen on TV, even in the old days of like Lost in Space, where everyone's <laughs> in a panic, yelling, you know, prepare for collision course. And all right. the destroyed is T minus 20 away from impact. <laughs> right. you know, mayday, mayday. Right. And, right. you know, the alarms are up. blaring. <laughs> and, and, and like in Star Trek, where, you know, everyone in the same room as Captain Kirk is like falling all over the place at the same right. time in the same direction. All the left. It was nothing like that. And, and, you know, it was a very calm voice and she's like, for awareness. And, and what that means is wake your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and then she continues on. We have identified a late breaking possible conjunction, which means something's about to attack you. <laughs> With a, a fairly close miss distance to Dragon. And it's 20 minutes away. And, and she's like, as such, we do need you to immediately proceed with suit donning. Put on your pants! <laughs> <laughs> and secure yourselves in seats. Click it or ticket! You know. And I was, it was, up, up in space, the guy was like, oh, uh, so you're saying that <laughs> we need to suit up. Hell yeah! <laughs> I feel like it's the translator. Remember how they used to translate? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that to, uh, who's that? Keenan Michael Key, who used yes. to translate Obama? Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Listening to air traffic controllers, when anytime you hear, and unfortunately we usually hear these things in moments of disaster, but sometimes they're, they're you know, not in airline disasters, but you'll just hear air traffic controllers say like, Okay, and uh, you know, there's another plane coming at you in the left. Um, <laughs> confirm window broke and passenger got sucked out. Okay, I mean, it's just like <laughs> what you know, but in order to have that job, you have to have just nerves of steel, you know? right? And you have to calm your, your passengers, you know, right. you have to have a calm right. voice, even when something nice is happening, they have to be like, well. To the left is Mount Rainier. To the right is Mount St. Helens. Just from a far distance. Also, we've lost engines three and four. Yes. <laughs> and five. Wait, there is no five. There is So no put five. on your seatbelt and extra pants. <laughs> if you fill out a form, you could get the American Express Gold Card. <laughs> Oh Please ask your you know, flight attendant. Can you imagine the training for those jobs? I mean, I just think when I'm dealing with just a regular thing and I'm like, what the hell? You know, and and <laughs> right. I'm, I'm maybe talking to a client. So I have to be like, hmm, really? I'm writing myself a note. I am going to call somebody and I am going to, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trying to be like, hmm, really? Now, how do you feel about that? Because I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> right. Well, you, you wonder, though, if that lady at, 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 at SpaceX, you know, what we're hearing on the microphone and the transcript that we're reading, are there 20 people standing behind her going, talk faster, talk faster, talk right. faster. You know, I mean, <laughs> she's having to, like, you know, translate all that yeah. freak out into, you know, small, well, actually, in her case, big words, conjunction, you yes. know. <laughs> conjunction, junction, what's your function? I, I want to step back, though. Anna, you and I had two, I think you and I had two completely different takes on this. I assumed it was an asteroid. It sounds to me like you thought it was a, like, aliens. <laughs> because I said unidentified flying object. Yeah. <laughs> Unidentified flying object, unidentified <laughs> object. Um, 
uh, uh, you know, I, I remember the article saying unidentified object. They didn't say flying. So okay. They, you know, that's the that's the difference. They, you know, we, I, if you don't say flying, then it's not like actually a spaceship. Okay. But okay. It's, it's just an object. It could floating. be a, yeah. a rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Space junk. Space lab from 1976. Right. Yeah, Space junk in the trunk. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie um, Gravity with Sandra Bullock? I have not seen that. Yeah, I think I did. That's a, that was like early 2000s, right? Yeah, it is the I, most I intense say like, sequence I've ever seen of, of like when a thing crashes and like all the like, space junk that's flying around and like mm. the hurtling objects. It's like, uh, that's a nail biter, that movie. That's really mm. good. If you ever yeah. get a chance uh, to see it. Made you not want to be an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, and, and how is the uh, the announcement system when they talk to them about that? Are they very calm? You're, well, you're... there isn't one. She's oh. all by herself in a spacesuit, just hurtling through space. Oh, death. Poor Sandra. she's calming herself. Yeah, <laughs> Sandra, now put on some pants. Yeah. <laughs> right. Put your big girl pants on. We're gonna crash. <laughs> there is a conjunction going on, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, and also I'm going to need new pants when this is over. Right. <laughs> Note to sell, draw your will. <laughs> Always carry a spare. <laughs> Tell them I love, and then it's just, e <laughs> that's just not good. That's not good. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad they were safe. That's the, the good outcome. Everybody was okay in the end. And it was, a, yep. yeah, they, it, it I, they said that it really, they really were in a danger, but uh, I could have sworn I saw a video of, or a GIF of, you know, actual flying object right next to the, the craft. But maybe was, it was Ben just... Affleck standing on top of it? <laughs> in that case, it was probably not what you saw. They're on their, I think those dragon guys are going to be on their way back pretty soon too. They're, it's, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I mean, this, so this is private ownership. This is like Elon Musk, right? you know, trying to compete with NASA to, to make rockets, reusable rockets, um, and yeah. send and shuttle people back and forth. So that's, it's, it's pretty great. I'm, I'm glad everybody's okay. By the way. Yeah. Did you know who's hosting Saturday Night Live? Not this weekend, but next. Uh, it is Elon Musk, right? Yes, it is. is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. But you but. guys, the Saturday Night Live staff is kind of protesting it. Really? I thought I saw something. Mm. Let me see if I could find it. So they're okay with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, I heard you're he okay wants... with a woman who licks microphones and gets divorced every 20 minutes. <laughs> a genius. I can't have that. <laughs> it's because they didn't see. win what? a place on his space. SpaceX. Right, maybe. Yeah, so they're holding a grudge. If I can't go in space, you can't come on my show. Yep. Oh, okay. Here it is. Okay. In the surprise move over the weekend, uh, this is uh, CNN Business. Saturday Night Live announced that business mogul Elon Musk would be hosting NBC Variety, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and cast members didn't seem too excited about it. In an Instagram story, Bowen Yang wrote, what the f does this even mean <laughs> as a caption to must tweet from over the weekend which read let's find out just how live saturday night live really is oh wow andrew dismuke another cast member also took to instagram to apparently address the choice he wrote only ceo i want to do a sketch with is sherry oteri <laughs> 
I don't, I'm not really sure why. It doesn't really seem to explain. What is the uh, controversy? Um, there must be something that we don't, that we're missing. We're blocking out about Elon Musk that we don't know. Well, is he, yeah. I mean, he's not uh, particularly, he gets mouthy about, you know, things, but not things that I wouldn't think they would care about. Like he moved to Texas, right? Yeah, or am so I wrong everybody. about that? Have you read? Yeah. <laughs> We could talk about the census stuff later if you want, but apparently everybody's moving to Texas. <laughs> and that, that wouldn't be a reason. Okay, he is already getting panned by some of the cast members. Okay, I'm go, going on MSNBC, or CNBC, I'm sorry. SNL, announced, blah, blah, blah. Known for his eclectic and often controversial remarks, he has faced backlash for his comments about the COVID-19 pandemic. He has spoken out about national stay-at-home orders. Yeah. Uh, he downplayed the risk of the coronavirus and said he would they not take the vaccine. They freaking had Morgan Wallen on the show. <laughs> Morgan wow. Wallen, well, that was... who got COVID, French kissing, random oh, girls at a party in the fall when everyone was dying. And they forgave him. That's right. It says the cast are confused and annoyed. So I don't know if it's because of the comment he made on his tweet or the fact that he was against the whole you better get vaccinated thing. Well, now I don't know. He has tweeted, to be clear, I do support vaccines in general and COVID vaccines. Specifically, the science is unequivocal. In very rare cases, there is an allergic reaction, but this is easily addressed with an EpiPen. What? <laughs> Really? Okay. In Again, so I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know there are other controversial things. I don't know exactly what they are, but I know they're mixed opinions of the guy. I, I don't know much. I don't, don't know, know what Musk. the controversies are. <laughs> right. I, I, guess, I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying he's not without controversy. Right. I'm just saying in the pantheon of Saturday Night Live, why is this the hill? Yeah, exactly. Die? Yeah. Confused and annoyed. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? My second dose is this coming Saturday. Oh, um, you guys. How are you feeling? But uh, do you, you know, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little bit more concerned this time because I have heard side effects seem to be a little bit more than the first dose, I guess. Yes. And this might be why millions of Americans are skipping their second doses. I know. Um, and they're skipping it because they're worried the possible side effects, mm -hmm. which some say are the flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. Some people are convinced that they have enough protection with one dose. That's mm. another reason why they're skipping. But that's not and true, And then No. The, the scientists say that, no, one dose is not enough. Yeah. It's, it's like antibiotics. You know, you got to take them all the way through. You don't take two and go, I'm good. You got to right. do the whole routine to make it work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Anna, I'm with you. The um, my second <coughs> dose is this Friday, and I'm I'm a little I'm only nervous because I'm scheduled to work, and I wish oh. I I wish I hadn't. Oh. I wish I'd said no. I'm not available that day because I'm I'm a little concerned that I'm going to feel bad. But but the thing is, you're it's not like you got COVID. You might get symptoms that make you feel bad and want to sleep and maybe you know take some Advil and go to bed. But it's not like you're coming down with the flu. So right. I'm I. I'm with you. I'm a little worried because I don't like not feeling good. Um, yeah. But not enough to, to stop me. I, I, I think there needs, I know that there's, like you're saying, they're starting a PR campaign to make sure people follow it through and see it through to the second shot. But I think that needs to be part of it is just arm yourself with information. Understand that you might not feel good, but it doesn't mean you're sick. It just means right. you don't feel good. Right. 
And from the people I've talked to, they may feel a little bad for, I mean, mostly it's maybe a day if that. And a lot of people say they just took, you know, um, Tylenol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have either of you had side effects uh, at all with your first dose? I didn't no. have any. None. Okay. No. How no. about my you? arm hurt? My arm hurt like the flu shot. That was like literally. I wouldn't call that a side effect. I would just call that a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, or the arm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, like my um, my son and husband both had little slight headaches. You know, like a uh, a day or two after. Uh, well, actually, I, th- I think for my son, it happened. It started happening like maybe a week or something, or a week and a half after his uh, COVID shot. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, for me, for some reason, last week I was feeling some heart fluttering, like help- heart palpitations, and they say that a lot of people have had that, but they say it's nothing to be concerned with. Like even people with actual heart conditions you'd rather have the shot and have those little flutterings than not have the shot at all and get um get the covid right. because having covid as a heart patient not good yeah my my brother is a heart doctor what's the word oh, cardiologist thank you and uh, yeah what does he say he, he he well he just basically became a covid doctor i mean that's sort of what happened Whoa. i mean it really is it's much more serious um in some cases it was in most cases it was people who were all at that time already of an age group where they had a heart condition and then they got covid and and for many of them things didn't turn out so well but the uh Op- other side of that is people who presented as perfectly healthy, younger, like 40s people who this uh, who had what, underlying conditions. That's what a lot of people rule out is the underlying condition. The very definition of underlying condition is you don't know you have it. And a lot yeah. of it was brought out in the woodwork for people who were in the like 40s, 30s, 40s and 50s age group that had heart conditions that suddenly this just exacerbated something that was already there. Um Tough year. Tough, oh. tough year for him. I, I, I look forward to a time way in the future. Well, not way in the future, hopefully soon in the future when he and I can get together and drink some beers and he can tell me some more stories because I'm I'm sure he I'm sure he's. Oh, things. my gosh. Mm-hmm. He could write a book probably of just the he, last year. I'm sure he could, but he wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my brothers. I can remember when I was a kid, um, my brother's. Um, this brother is uh, seven years older than I am. And I remember he, when he was in high school and then in college, he had a part-time job working at the um, local nursing home. And um, cause he always wanted to be a doctor, my brother, from the time he was like born, he always wanted to be a doctor. And so Aww. I don't know too, I don't know too many high school kids who would work at a nursing home, but he did. And, and he would come home with stories and he would say, well, Mr. Smith did this and Mr. Smith did that. And I was like, God, that poor Mr. Smith, everything happens to him. <laughs> Till it, it dawned on me like a year later that he just, that was his not like he didn't want to tell anybody by name so everything was just mr and mrs smith (laughs) he was already practicing the confidentiality oh my god isn't that amazing wow i don't i don't think my brother would ever write a book because i don't think he'd want anyone to even get a hint that he that you knew what he was talking about (laughs) that is that's a true doctor with ethics (laughs) oh i was just gonna say you gotta text us and let us know how it goes how the yeah. shot goes. Yeah, Anna. Well, both of us. Okay. Yeah. Well, and well, here's the thing. Us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I kept yes, asking, yes. you know, does it hurt? And people are like, my arm hurts. I'm like, I don't care if my arm hurts. Does the shot hurt? Does the needle hurt? You know, it's like, oh, but my arm hurts. I'm like, I don't care. But if the shot hurts, I care. <laughs> so the shot right. for me yeah. didn't hurt. So that was good. 
Hang on. So Lori, you're more about the again. moment. So <laughs> I don't care if my arm hurts. It can hurt the high heaven. I just don't want the shot that moment when they poke it in me uh-huh. to hurt. And did it hurt? No, not at all. Okay. I want you to say it one more time. The shot didn't hurt. <laughs> right. The shot did not hurt. That's my girl. <laughs> my, my arm hurt and I didn't care. But the shot did not hurt. So when it's time so she for your booster like in a year, are you going to get the booster? Um, if, right. if Moderna, I think maybe Pfizer might be the only one that has a booster. We'll see. Oh, okay. But yes, I will. I will go get the shot. Even the booster. <laughs> yes. Good. Yes. I'm Good. so proud of you. <laughs> And don't just don't look. Just don't look at uh, at the moment of impact. Yeah. Conjunction. Don't look at the moment of conjunction. Conjunction. Yeah, right. <laughs> conjunction. Wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear my extra pants for the conjunction. <laughs> wow. Man. Um. So we 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 hinted about this a little bit earlier, but um, census results from the 2020 census are coming out now, and um, the U.S. had the smallest percentage growth in population since um the great depression what since the 1930s census isn't that amazing it's not like we're it's not like we're shrinking but we grew at a slower rate in the last 10 years than than we have since the night since in a hundred in almost a hundred years isn't that amazing wow yeah people are moving south and west more people are going in north carolina florida texas and people are leaving California, and they're leaving the whole East Coast, New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan, all that stuff. People are people are heading out of there and moving south and west. Isn't that amazing? Not California, though. Cal- people are leaving California. That's crazy. They're going all, to all the other places in the west. And and this is important. They're losing congressional seats, and in some cases, they're losing electoral uh, college votes. Right, because that's the whole purpose, to get more money for your states. But now that you're losing it, wow. Yeah. Oof. And I, I haven't seen any specific reasons why. So there's some speculation. Number one is that um, the generation that would have had kids in the last 10 years came out of the, uh, the 2007 recession. So they were, had a harder time finding jobs and were less likely to have gotten married and had children at this point. Um, also, there, I think they ruled out the undercounting because of coronavirus. I think a lot of people didn't chose not to. They couldn't go door to door, right? It was completely online or, or the mail-in form. But I think they figured in some kind of statistic to, to discount for participation rate, and it just went purely on the people who, who did respond. But they're also saying that they, they think there's a lot of underreporting in the uh, Latino, in the Latinx community, um, because people are whether they're legal or illegal, people are still concerned that they're going to be discriminated against. So they didn't want to be counted. Um, and there's probably some significant undercounting there. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. And we did a lot of advertising for the Sure know, did. To, to try to fill out the census. Yeah. For sure. sure. We were really pushing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So it's interesting. It's, it's, that's been in our Constitution since the very beginning, hasn't it? That every 10 years we take account. Yeah. And actually, I think our state was one of the um, we had the best. Uh, what do you call it? The most people turn out. Yeah. Fill it out. Mm-hmm. I love filling out the census. 
I don't know why. I remember somebody me telling me, I don't want them to know where I am. And I'm like, honey, if you got the form, they already know where you are. I know. Yeah. If they sent it out to you, they know <laughs> who you are and where you, know where you are. Just fill it out and send it back. And who you've been hanging out with. Right. right. <laughs> In fact, I gave myself all this time to go online and figure it was like so easy. Yeah. 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 I got the short yeah. version. So they're like four questions. Oh, really? Yeah. I wanted the long version. <laughs> wait 10 years. Oh, you know, know, Claire, you were bringing up that Facebook versus Apple ad tracking. Oh, right. That I, was, uh, I got one of those messages today. Oh, you did to get to. Yeah, it said, do you want to be tracked? Update your iOS. Well, it just All said, right. do you want to be tracked? And I put no. <laughs> so if you have an iPhone or an iPad, you're about to be asked to update your device to iOS 14.5. And once you update you will have the new app tracking transparency feature on default. This will force app developers to explicitly ask you for permission to use what's called the IDFA, uh, stands for Identifier for Advertisers, which companies like Facebook, which sells mobile apps, use this IDFA to target ads and uh, estimate their uh, effectiveness. What is, what's, what's going on with that? Well, so Sadie, Sadie has something to say about this. Actually, that's Luna. What does the uh, rubber ducky have to say? <laughs> it's a bunny, and it says the following. Um, so, Apple, for all of the the how ubiquitous Apple and Apple things are, at their heart, they've always been into privacy. You may even remember a few mm -hmm. years ago when police were at odds and the FBI with Apple because they wanted to break into phones of suspects and Apple said, we're not going to help you do that. And there's been this kind of weird, like hand in hand, skipping down the aisle between Facebook and Apple uh, because so many people use iPhones and iPads and Facebook is kind of like, they'll sell anybody anything about you. And so it kind of appeared like they were sort of in it together, but this is where they're kind of dividing, where Tim Cook and Apple is saying, no, uh, people hate this and we're no longer going to enable you to be a part of it. It's not like they're anti-Facebook, they're just pro-privacy. And Mark Zuckerberg's a little PO'd because he feels like, you know, his girlfriend left him at the prom for another boy, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it's interesting that, that they're doing that. And, you know, the, the phone has always had things that will help you with tracking, but I, I think this is the first time that it proactively says, you know, this is happening. Do you want to stop it? Yeah. And so Facebook fears that most FB users will say no. And right. they even did a survey, I guess, that said 80% of people will say no, and they agree. And so that's why they're so scared. So this 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 does this does stink for a lot of companies who rely on advertising, but this doesn't stink again, like you said, for people who want their privacy. Right. But uh, you know, it's well, not it's like Apple's annoying. veering from anything that it believed in. They're really not veering from anything yeah. they believed in. You're absolutely right. I I just find the ads annoying, and yeah, I know it's. I, I suppose you could say the thing about same thing about television or radio or anything else you're on if you're on social media or, you know, the whole point is they're you get this product and you, you know, you got it for free. And so you have to pay for it by looking at advertising. I understand the concept, believe me, it's how I pay my electric bill, <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's face facts. Um, but I think the problem is it feels so invasive. Like when I listen to the radio, I hear the same ads that everybody's hearing. But when I'm on Facebook, they're clearly trying to sell me something that they either just heard me talk about 
or yeah. saw me search for. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that that's what upsets me is, you know, like, oh, come on, really get out of my head. Right. Um, I've started changing the ads. I've started every time I see an ad, I say this is inappropriate and I give it the whole spiel about why. And I'm working on like, I want to see if I can manipulate the system to where I only get ads for like beer. Right. You know, like I want to see if I could do that and make it stop showing me ads for like, you know, joint medicine for dogs. Right. I mean, I want to I want to see if I can, you know, mess with the system. Um, But because it's so reliant on you searching for things on Google, I don't know if I can. But I'm thinking with this new uh, version of of uh, iOS, maybe we can do it, you know. Yeah. So on Facebook's part they do they they say they warn that this update could hit small businesses the hardest uh, because you know it cuts the money that they earn through their ad network by half it also argues that when it shares its data with its advertisers it gives the users better experiences i've heard that before it'll give the user the better experience if we can find out what they like and what their habits are and what they're saying <laughs> but uh but I, I i will say i i am i might just be one of the few people but i actually do appreciate when some of those advertisements pop up on my feeds because sometimes it just gives me some ideas that i never would have otherwise have thought of it gives you a peek, a peek of like what's out there kind of like when you binge watch and netflix gives you like the popular stuff that's out there of what everybody else is watching so, right I know I cannot rely on myself to go through the entire list of choices. I want to be spoon fed. I'm one of those people that want to be spoon fed. <laughs> what other what other people are watching? What other people are buying and stuff? So I I I I'm not that against all the advertising. Yeah, I I do have a problem if they are listening to me say things and suddenly these ads pop up. That I really humongously have a problem with. But other than that, than that, like if they kind of see that I, if I've clicked on something on Facebook, uh, then they know that I'm a little interested in that. Uh, am, are you the opposite? <laughs> Here's my issue with that. I I have my own little side business of coaching. And so I'll look into marketing things. And so then I'll see all these marketing things. I'm like, oh, this looks good. And then this one tells me to do blah, 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 blah. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Then I see this one and it tells me to do the complete opposite. And so then I find myself so confused. It's like, I don't want to do anything because they're so opposite. They're like, oh, you want to know about marketing. You have to use Twitter. No, don't only use Facebook. No, if you're doing marketing, you can only use Instagram. I'm like, oh, no, what do I do? I hate that. The plain tug of war with you. I know. Now I have to make a decision, and that's the hardest thing for me. I also kind of want to call BS on Mark Zuckerberg saying, oh, it's going to hurt small business. I get really tired of people in high places hiding behind small business as the excuse for everything. Mm, Small business people work very, very, very hard. They work Mm -hmm. their asses off and they do it mom and pop grassroots day in, day out. They have different ways they things to do to survive. And it drives me crazy when a billionaire it, who, who's upset because now he can't sell billions of dollars worth of advertising <laughs> from major advertisers says, oh, it's bad for small business. I'm sure it is bad for small business, but he doesn't really care, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> Actually, he was hiding behind the 
They they needed to go with something, Claire. They needed to go right. with something. <laughs> our, our our former president used to do the same thing, right? Like he, he would say stuff about small business. I'm pretty sure he hasn't been inside a small business in 40 years. You know, <laughs> right? So if you really care about small business, go to a small business, but don't you know right. grandstand about it. Right. Sorry, that was my wow. little rant. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Now, now I wonder if there's anything that can be done uh, so that both the advertisers and the users win. Um, they say that there is the FLOC stands for Federated Learning of Cohorts. Uh, it's an idea that Google actually came up with uh, where flock is what they're calling it for short would collect info about browsing habits and assign users to a group. So, uh, or flock with similar browsing histories. So then each of these groups or flocks would share one ID, not the separate ones that each and one of us have. It's just a whole, you're just grouped. And then that would indicate all our interests to the advertisers and stuff, not just individually, huh. just the, as a group. Would you go for that? So we because spent the last year in a pod and now we're in a flock? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they haven't just started this yet. The, you know, I think this is just right. an idea that that's just out there. But um, I, I don't know if I, I, I wonder if I, I might go for that just because I appreciate when I'm about to order something from Amazon, kind of, I think it might be the same concept. Like, you know, when you order something on Amazon and then they say, well, people who buy this also buy this, <laughs> you know, yes. that kind of thing. Yes. I'm thinking yes. that's what they mean. Uh, that, so that I wonder if that flock method might just work. Hmm. I'm okay with that. I, I'm with you on that because there are times when you buy something and you're like, oh, you know what? That makes perfect sense. And they're, you know, of course they're, they're upselling. It's like, do you want fries with that? Um, because sure. of course the pillowcase is going to go good with the pillow, but <laughs> I might, it might, it might not occur to me to buy them at the same time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the flock is okay. You like that better than the, how they've been doing it and listening to you, <laughs> listening to your, yes. your conversations. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure i'll let you know if i start getting ads for every single small business within 20 miles of me in the next 20 right. minutes <laughs> but yeah i think that's better than than listening in certainly but yeah. isn't that kind of the concept of how radio and television sell like we know this television this program is popular with women 18 to 49 so we're gonna yeah yeah. put in advertising mm -hmm. i mean it is neck is that kind of the same thing or what you're saying anna is there's actually they're they're capturing in an electronic way now and they're putting you into this group it sounded to me that it was maybe a little bit of both because i was really under the impression that electronically you suddenly go to some group and then that that's where you just end up as a whole and then if it has to do with like fashion or something then you'll it'll group with fashion and anybody you know anything or any grouping that might have a tendency to go towards fashion and blah 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 so yeah. So Anna, if you go to pay less shoes and buy a fabulous pair of heels, <laughs> are Lori and I going to start getting ads for Manolo? No, because pay less shoes doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I know the one in Factoria doesn't. So I'm just kidding. I was just trying to be, I was oh, trying wait, to get wait. a laugh out of you, not sadness. Oh, <laughs> speaking of stores, I do love pay less shoes. I do too. But speaking of stories that don't exist, you've got to tell us the story about that videotape, Anna. Oh. The, um, 
Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys have, still have anything you borrowed from Blockbuster or uh, Hollywood Video that you <laughs> that has yet to be returned? Uh, I don't nope. think so. <laughs> okay. I, I might have a Beauty and the Beast video that I borrowed back in 1998. Uh, and I never returned it, and I might have donated to Goodwill 10 years later. But uh, uh, so, so a woman in Texas recently learned that there was a 21-year-old outstanding warrant for her arrest for failing to return a copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which, which she rented in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> According to court documents, 52-year-old Karen Davis discovered the outstanding warrant for her arrest after she got married, tried to change her name on her driver's license, and the licensing place had her go to the district attorney's office where the prosecutors <laughs> said they had charging documents that she, quote, willingly, unlawfully, and feloniously embezzled one videotape of Sabrina the Teenage Witch valued at $58.59. The article adds, it is not clear whether the tape contained episodes of the series or the 1996 television movie that served as its unofficial pilot. Karen had to leave... Because that's very important. <laughs> that was an important aspect of the story. Karen had to have the prosecutor repeat those words because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Say again? Say what? Well, the good news is last week the prosecutors dropped the embezzlement charge against Karen <laughs> in consideration of the, quote, best interest of justice. <laughs> She was able to change Say her name. She was, <laughs> she was finally able to change her name at the licensing place. Um, the the writer of the article couldn't get comment from the district attorney who, who issued the warrant and the store where she rented the tape called Movie Place, which closed in 2008. <laughs> but they got a hold of the general manager of the world's very last blockbuster store in Bend, Oregon. Yes. They were Riverside, Claire. The, and her name is Sandy Harding. Her response to this was, uh, yeah, bringing criminal charges for an unreturned movie seems overly punitive. <laughs> and, uh, it, and then when asked if Blockbuster has ever done anything like that, she said, nah, we've definitely not sent out a warrant for anybody for that. That's <laughs> a little bit crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I would have liked I wouldn't you have liked to know though if you remember in the beginning of every videotape there was some message about if you duplicate what's on video and make wholesale copies of it you can go to jail or mm -hmm. prosecuted yeah like, it's like I wonder FBI if anybody's actually yeah. yeah yes it said it had the words FBI in there the letters yeah. FBI in there so it's it really scared you and I I want to know if you know, if, if they ever got anybody for that and how many years they got for that. Mm. For duplicating, I'm that sure they did. Yeah. Isn't that tags. called pirate? Yeah. Pirating? It's called piracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think oh, it's piracy. Yeah, I guess they yeah, did use the word piracy. Get of piracy. Yeah. But yeah. just yeah. simply forgetting you had it and not returning it. Right. I've never heard of anybody going to, to jail for that. It's like yeah. pulling oh, off mattress was... tags. Right. Which I've never yeah. pulled mine off ever. Me neither. And but once you own the mattress with a pillow, you should be allowed to. <laughs> yeah, it's your mattress. Yeah. It's like my... You just can't pull it off before you sell it. Oh, so that means you can never sell it if you pull it off. <laughs> right. Well, you're not supposed to sell mattresses anyway. So see what's the big deal. <laughs>
<laughs> Rebel. Now, who, who's gotten in trouble for it? I want to know if anybody's ever done time for pulling that mattress tag. Because I feel like the only time I heard of someone getting in trouble for that was on a Simpsons episode. <laughs> like it was a big joke, you know? <laughs> or or not returning a video, please, on our Facebook page. Let us know. When so uh, After my mom died, we found a whole bunch of library books that had never been returned. Oh, wow. But as far as I know, there was no warrant for her arrest. <laughs> not for that anyway. <laughs> but if, yeah. you, if you went to check it, she probably owns like a million dollars now in funds. Probably. <laughs> Probably she could probably buy the library. By the way, before we go, did have you any of you heard about uh, the Blossom reboot? No, that is so crazy that you said that. I just thought of Blossom recently. Oh, because I found out what's her name? My name, the actress. Yeah. yeah, she is a major head surgeon. Oh yeah, neurologist or mm -hmm. something yeah something. okay we yeah. gotta find this out she's she's a scientist so on the show that she's on now with whatever the big bang they would always ask her questions because you know they're all geeks and they're they're right. asking her wait how is this you know to, is this really the way it goes <laughs> so she got all the science questions doesn't she have another yeah. new show though i thought she had a sitcom on besides the big bang yeah, I mm. could swear she had a sitcom that just premiered in the last couple of months. What was it? I remember too. No, and she, by the way, she's a neuroscientist. That's it. Mm. And you said scientist, so call me cat. That's it. Call me cat. Call mm. me cat. That's it. Yes. She was an immigrant, and she then she got into acting, but she always wanted to go to college. She's a doctor. Good for her. And she's written so she's children. Yeah, good for her. She's written children's books about the facts of life. The show with Tootie and, and Natalie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. And Blair? Blair and Joe? <laughs> Blair all, and Joe? All of the above. <laughs> I could write some books about Joe. <laughs> you can? <laughs> I loved, Joe was like, I, I, I used to watch that show with my cousin and Joe was like her favorite. Joe was my favorite. She was just the, yeah. the most down to earth wine, mm -hmm. the most normal. <laughs> she didn't take any crap. <laughs> No, you know? and that's what we yeah. all, we all wanted to be like that at thirteen. We all took a lot of crap and wish we didn't have to, and wanted to be like Joe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Anna, the other day I texted you something, and you and you wrote back, "Ooh," and in parentheses said like "tootie" on. <laughs> and I knew exactly what you meant. <laughs> I'm so glad. Ooh. <laughs> remember, do you guys remember that that uh, that theme? Yeah. Oh. You take the good, you take the bad, you take, take the both in your head. The facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time when you gotta go and show you're growing when now. You know about the facts of life. Oh, the facts of life. Show the world never When back on your feet. dreams. It's all about you. It takes a lot to get it right. <laughs> the facts of life are all about you. <laughs> or was that the extended mix? That was one of my favorite um, theme songs, that and Silver Spoons. You know, I never watched Silver Spoons. Something, something, face to face. 
A couple of silver spoons. A something I know. A da 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 da. A la 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 la. That's all I know. That's all I got. Okay, what's your favorite, Lori? Give us, give us a theme song. What's your favorite theme song? Sing oh, it. Oh, my favorite. Oh, you know I don't sing. Uh, my favorite thing, Gilligan's Island. Okay, how's it going? Right, give us some. I can't remember. Uh, this is a story about a. Uh, Man three Angel. hour tour, a three <laughs> hour tour. That's all I got. <laughs> the skipper and Marianne, the professor, the professor and Marianne here on Gilligan's Isle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Oh, for a minute there, I thought you were going into Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now this is story. Story about So here's the thing: I am not observant, and my kids all have like photographic memories. They remember everything. I mean, they can tell you almost what something somebody was wearing on a certain episode, and I mean, I can't even even if I like the theme song, I can't repeat it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was good at that. I could do TV theme songs. I used to do it on a, I was on a syndicated uh, overnight country music show called After Midnight uh, with Whitney Allen, which is, uh, now she has a show called The Big Time. And uh, there was a wow. segment where you, we would play TV theme songs and people had to guess them. And one night the computer system broke down and um, we couldn't play anything off of the computer. And so I sang the TV theme songs <laughs> and it was really great. It was like my, my first big break in radio two o'clock in the morning and somewhere in the middle of nowhere, people were hearing me sing uh, TV theme songs and, and people would, you know, guess them and win prizes and stuff. It was a lot of fun actually. Oh my gosh. I Lori, let's it. guess a couple. Sing, sing some and let's guess a couple. Um, Sadie. Oh, oh. Okay. Sadie, not now. I'm about to sing, Sadie. Maybe that's <laughs> So I'm going to, I'm going to hum out the name of the show, but then I'll do the rest of it for you. Ready? Okay. 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 <laughs> is the place to be farm living is the life for me. Green Acres. Land. There you go. Good. <laughs> oh, good boy. Good job, Lori. Good job. See, I know things. I just can't say them. <laughs> I'm well, just second. I think I can name it in one note because you just said it. Okay. Is it, is it, um. Uh, Beverly Hillbillies? Yes! Wow! <laughs> Anna! I, I am really good at this. I, I, Anna, I, that is very good. So, Claire, there's something you don't know about Anna is when we worked together, Adam Gerke would always uh, play the songs from Kixie. And we they'd play Name That Tune. And it was always between him and Anna that we'd guess, guess it within, I mean, notes. Right. <laughs> We can name it in two notes or one note. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, okay. I can do it. What's Even... the next one? Oh, I know that song. <laughs> Rubber Ducky. Rubber Ducky. Sesame That's Street. That's the Time to Leave song. <laughs> <laughs> there was just one time I was researching theme songs because I couldn't always remember them, and I wanted to do the TV show Hogan's Heroes, which if people don't know, uh, it was about a, a, a World War II uh, army prison camp, which I know doesn't sound like fodder for comedy, but it was a really, really, really great show with a lot of great actors in it. And I couldn't quite remember how it went, so I got on the internet and I searched Hogan's Heroes theme. 
and I clicked, and the next thing I knew, my entire desktop was transformed into Nazi regalia. Like my, <laughs> oh no! I, my mouse pointer was a swastika. My wallpaper was swastikas. No, it was everywhere, and it took me hours to scrub it from my computer. Sheesh! <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's when I learned: don't click on everything you need to download. Just right. read before you leave. <laughs> okay, do another one. That theme doesn't have words. All it is no, is da, it's just da, the music. Okay, and I got one more for you. So while you're here, enjoy the view. Keep on doing what you do. It's okay, we'll muddle through. <laughs> Gotcha. You did get me. I have no idea what that could be. One day at a time. One day at a time. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh my wow. God. I, I stumped you Anna. Stumped okay. Anna. Wow. Podcast over. Over. Done. Okay. <laughs> Mike dropped. Mike dropped. Gosh, you stumped me. <laughs> now we got to ask <laughs> Gurky if. Uh, if he knows that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just interrupt him in the uh, morning traffic. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> we need you from behind that green screen. Come over here. <laughs> oh, well, oh. this has been fun, even though I can't that sing. Was fun. <laughs> you can sing. You and did you dance. dance. Great. Yeah. Because I'm the dancing queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dancing Queen, how many stars should they give us? Five, please. Theme song singer, whatever <laughs> shall they do? They should recommend it to everyone they know and probably a couple of people they don't know. And the UPS and FedEx drivers, too. Yes, absolutely. Mm, bend and snap. <laughs> so you bend and snap. And the prosecuting attorney. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the defense attorney. And the lady with yeah. the overdue video, call her up. Tell her to listen. We're talking she about She needs her. to know. <laughs> and Melissa Joan Hart, the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. <laughs> don't you and want... Blossom and Punky Brewster. Yeah. And, and a... Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Don't you wonder if these actors ever, like, look up to see if, like, us minions are talking about them? Like, oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast. They're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that whatever cast from Hogan's Heroes is still alive is very happy that we're talking about that today. Hogan! Oh Hogan! Oh <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Listen and Learn or, or Not. not. <laughs> All right, ladies. Therapy as usual. Yeah, no yes, kidding. Yes, yes.